Hello. Ooh. Welcome back to Spooky Tales from Wales. That's Steph. That's Lauren. That's G. Hey. hey. <laughs> How has everyone been? Good, good. Yeah? Mm. Busted. Oh. I usually love December, but it's a bit too much this year. Mm-hmm. It's a busy, busy time of year. Mm. Busy time of year. Um, so I've got a little topic. It is a bit morbid because... Obviously, you know my dog just died, mm. sadly. R.I.P. Roxy. R.I.P. Roxy. Mm. But do you think your dog's souls come back and live with or you? Or stay with you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know. I'd imagine, like, the energy would stay around for a little bit mm. afterwards. I've never really put much thought into it. Hmm. Think about it, though. Because, like I said, the... You guys know, but since Roxy's gone, like I said, I've seen little Roxy's mm. shadow from what I think is around the house. I don't know whether that was me being sad, but then when said that she saw it mm. as well, I was like, oh, I'm not crazy. But is that just because you're so used to seeing her there mm. that like your mind is just making that up for you? I just don't know. It could be either. Either way. Yeah. That's a food for thought. It is. Do your pets? Yeah, like do, do dogs have ghosts? Like, are, are they dog ghosts? Yeah, I think there are. What about giraffes? <laughs> <laughs> Hippos? Oh shit! Like the Serengeti? They don't particularly bond with like. Yeah, is it the human? I bond think it's that the bond. Yeah, I think it is the bond, mm. isn't it? Like okay. bond with B, bond with mm. you. Yeah. Bee's the red dog. <laughs> yeah, Bee's the other dog. But yeah, because then I'm I'm thinking, does B see her? Has B, like, has she acted as if she's with her at all? I, 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 I don't know she... how to phrase that, but mm. you know what I'm trying to no, say. I mean, she sleeps a lot anyway, so I don't really notice mm. too much because all the dog does is sleep. But I I thought she would be pining. Yeah. But I've not Where heard. she's not, like, no. which is odd. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. So do does my house invite that energy? Maybe because you know your house is just a hot spot there. Like <laughs> well, you know, ever since the stories, has <laughs> <laughs> actually been like haunting your brain. Yeah. <laughs> I was so in good. I was in the kitchen the other week and I had the tap on and I was like, oh, don't make a sound. <laughs> Put the kettle on. And I was like, oh fuck, here we go. It's actually <laughs> happening. Like the story's playing out. Oh like, god! <laughs> We've been looking at Scott with like a side eye, like. like ah! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I wonder. Food for thought. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's a Christmas week. Christmas special. It is Christmas special. Mm-hmm. So we are a week late, and yeah. we didn't actually post anything on our Facebook page, even though I was meant to. So, so sorry, for that. you have to wait another week. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I had a strange experience the other day. Oh, okay. Do tell. Uh, I don't know. I just seem to have strange days every now and then. Mm. But then the last thing was like explained, so that's the main thing. But yeah. Um. So I was, <clears throat> I was cleaning upstairs. I was cleaning my bedside table. I'd stripped my bed in and put it in the wash. Put the remote in the middle of the bed, mm-hmm. and we got quite a big bed, as we know. But I thought I put the remote in the middle of the bed, and it just came flying towards me. And I was like, oh, well, obviously, I didn't put it 
as far onto the bed as I thought because I was cleaning mm, the bottom yeah. of the bedside table um, so I was like on the floor but it just came like flying at my head but like with force? yeah it seemed to it didn't seem like a fall it seemed like a throw Ooh. so I was a bit like oh I just put it down to, you know. But then I could do this really weird noise as well. Yeah. So I did get a bit freaked out and I left my bedroom for a bit. <laughs> what was the noise? Um, it's hard to describe. Well, like a voice or? Like a ticking. Oh. Like, I don't have any clocks upstairs. Oh, oh that's weird. Yeah. Um, yeah, the only clock is in the baby's room. Yeah. And I had music on, so I would not have heard that. But it wasn't the music. It, yeah, it was just strange. And then, as I was about to go and pick the baby up from school, um, so it's not so much of a baby, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll call her the baby. Um, I opened a parcel which had come in the morning, <laughs> and it was uh, a, a pillow with the Spooky Tales from Wales cover. I was like, oh, thinking, did I order this? <laughs> <laughs> then I looked at the invoice, and it was all in German. So I was like, well... <laughs> Fans in Germany. I was like, you put out in my address. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I did fret for a bit, but then it turns out it was our, it was our number one fan. <laughs> Wayne. Thanks, Wayne. Thanks, Ooh, Wayne. Thanks, Wayne. <laughs> I love my pillow. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was flapping for a good bit. Yeah. Mm. Oh. So yeah, it was my other strange day, but a good part of it was yeah. explained away. Mm. So. Just uh, only remotes lying around then. Yeah. yeah, I think it must have been me. Okay. I think it must have been. But it was just, just a, a bit weird. Yeah, it was just a weird fall mm. for a remote, mm. you know? So. Mm. But anyway. Get your crystals out. <laughs> Get that room. Sage. <laughs> so who is kicking us off then with the start of the Christmas? I believe it's me. Ooh, what have you got? I have... So, I'm kicking this off with basically the tradition of telling ghost stories at Christmas. Ooh! Is that a tradition? Because I've never done that. Well, it is, but it's become a lot less popular in the last century, oh. which I'll go over in my research if you fucking pipe down and wait a second. Okay, so when we think of ghost stories, we always tend to think of autumn, Halloween, mm-hmm. you know... But the tradition of telling ghost stories at Christmas is a very old tradition, one that has become less and less popular over the last century, Stephanie. Well, thank you for cleaning that up for me. <laughs> um, so nobody knows when for sure that this tradition started and how it became associated with Christmas, for sure. But some believe that it goes back further than Christmas itself, and it actually is related to the Festival of Yule, and the winter solstice, Mm -hmm. which was celebrated at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. People believe that during those longest, darkest nights of the winter, the walls would thin between the worlds of the living and the dead, and it would become a lot easier for ghosts to walk amongst the living, Mm -hmm. which sounds a a lot like Halloween. Mm. But I think it was just winter in general, back in the day. And I think 21st, I read, is the longest, darkest night or something like that. Okay. So during these festivities, they would gather a Yule log and they would journey into the woods to do so in search of a hearty oak tree. Families would then bring back the most robust log that they could 
and they would then burn it in sacrifice to the gods, often telling ghost stories and having feasts surrounding it. So that's believed to be where it comes mm. from. It was also thought to determine a family's luck for the coming year. Families would often keep the ashes of the log for the following year's celebrations and keep them under the bed to make the home immune to evil spirits and lightning strikes. Ooh. Lightning strikes, that's random. I know. <laughs> but I think it's to do with, like, Vikings, the Norse. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So the Yule log in English Christmas traditions would similarly be brought home and cut on Christmas Eve and would be expected to burn up throughout all 12 days of Christmas. We can, of course, see the tradition of telling ghost stories at Christmas, most famously with Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol, Mm -hmm. with the ghosts of Christmas past, present, future, all that. Mm. So I do kind of love this tradition. Mm. I think... I've never done it, but I think they're like, bring this, it back. Yeah, yeah, this should be good. brought back. Yeah. I think it's a really cool tradition to sit yeah. there on Christmas Eve and be Tell like... Tell a ghost story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I've never really heard about it before doing this research, but I did think it was a really good good one to, yeah. to bring back. Yeah. I think it deserves to be brought back. And, well, you know I'm a reader. I love mm. a bit of... Mm. And, like, horror books are, like, really hard to come across as well. Mm. So, like... It always tends to be crime. Mm. It always turns to crime. Yeah. So I think, yeah, we should bring back spookiness. Yeah, spookiness and bring back a bit more spooking books and, Mm. you know, all that. I like that. Yeah. Because it's better. I find reading a book or hearing a story like that is better than watching a film because obviously you put your own imagination into it and Mm. your own. Yeah, you're not, you're not seeing someone else's vision, you're seeing your Yeah, own and it's not all about jump scares. Like, the little moments mm. are as big as the big moments yeah. when you're reading something or being told something like that because the suspense is different mm-hmm. to a film. Mm. Yeah, so I think we should bring this tradition back. Mm-hmm. And I have found a story. It's a short story. I'm not going to read it all out because it is probably a half an hour read. So... It's by a woman called Jeanette Winterson, and it's called Dark Christmas. And it's a story she wrote for the Guardian website in 2013. And the main character stays at an old Victorian house, and she's waiting for her friends to to arrive. But instead, she's left in the big creepy house alone with an incomplete nativity set. (laughs) So I've done a bit of an extract. Um, Yeah, which I think will make you want to read the rest of the story. Okay. Cool. Okay. I could see that the only light to the attic was at the top of the stairs. I found the round brown bakelite switch. I flicked down the nipple. A single bulb lit up reluctantly. The room was straight ahead. The door was closed. Hadn't I left it open? I turned the handle and stood in the doorway, the room dimly lit by the light from the stairs. Washstand, nativity, clothes rail. On the clothes rail was a child's dress. I hadn't noticed that before. I suppose I had been in a hurry, pushing aside my misgivings. I went in and purposely bent down to pick up the wooden nativity. It was heavy, and I had just got it secure in my arms when the light on the landing went out. Hello? Mm. Who's there? There's someone breathing like they can barely breathe, not faint, struggling for breath. I mustn't turn round, because whoever, whatever it is, is behind me. I stood still for a minute, steady in my nerve. Then I shuffled forwards towards the edge of the light coming up from downstairs. At the doorway, I heard a step behind me. I lost my balance and put out a hand to steady myself. 
My hand gripped something wet, the clothes rail. It must be the dress. My heart was overbeating. Don't panic. Fake light. Bad wiring. Strange house. Darkness. Aromas. Ooh. That's a little taster. It is really good. So... I do recommend going to read Ooh. Dark Christmas. It's on the Guardian website. Oh, oh that's cool. By Jeanette Winterson. Cool. Winterson. Winterson? Winterson. 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 Oh, cool. I like that. Yeah. That's my research. Ooh. Okay. So, I'm going to do the Welsh section, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, we're going to talk about Mary, Mary Lloyd. Mary Lloyd. Hang on. Mary Lloyd. <laughs> um, have you heard of Mary Lloyd? Yes. Yes? <laughs> yes. No. No? Have you not? No. All right, okay. Around Christmas and New Year's Eve, Welsh families might find themselves challenged by a decorated horse or similar animal skull waiting for them on their doorstep. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Adorned in colourful ribbons and bells, sometimes with baubles for eyes, the equine image of death has an especially ghostly appearance thanks to the white sheet draped over the person carrying it. So it's literally a horse skull on a stick. Oh. And it comes to your house. What, with someone carrying it? Yeah. Oh, right, okay. But it's like... It's not just like turning up. (laughs) But it is like this spooky-ass, like, horse skull, Mm -hmm. like, coming to your door. (laughs) Who come up with... (laughs) What's the the purpose? So anyway, yeah, so the purpose. (laughs) As its carriers sing and parade... This head on a stick around the neighbourhood, doors open to meet the morbid white horse in battle, specifically a battle of wits through poetry or song. So, this is Mary Lloyd, a midwinter pagan tradition whereby celebrants earn food and drink only after dominating a poetry slam fronted by a skeletal face. Yeah. I don't know. You got jam for your like, drink. They'll knock your door and they'll be like, yo, give me some food. And be like, you know, like, no. you know, like in, um, you know, like in Lord of the Rings when, or The Hobbit or whatever, where like, um, Fro- um, it's not Frodo, Bilbo and, um, what's the, Smeagol. 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 Yeah. Gollum. Gollum, that's it. <laughs> and they have like a battle of limericks or whatever. Mm. It's mm. that. It's pretty yeah. much that. So I don't know, yeah, if Tolkien like took that from Mary Lloyd or whatever. But do you know what I'm talking about like at all? <laughs> <laughs> Julie's very tired. <laughs> I'm a little bit lost. But so like if they would come to your door. But what is would... the, like, why do we do it? Because we want food and drink. Yeah. So it's like weird trick-or-treating yeah um, it's christmas trick-or-treating but okay. spooky with a horse skeleton on a stick <laughs> <laughs> so despite being often associated with christmas mary lloyd is a pre-christian practice in fact some welsh regions cho- choose to parade their horse skulls through town for other holidays such as halloween or may day though the tradition's exact or- origins are murky the image of a white horse has been a powerful symbol in the United Kingdom for the last 3,000 years. Because it is like, you know, a mm-hmm. white horse is like a royalty thing and yeah. it's everywhere, in it? The practice also incorporates the centuries-old tradition of wassailing. That's what another one. Wassailing? <laughs> wassailing. From Middle English, wassail, 
to be in good health. Wassail was originally a sugar, a sugared and spiced drink of mulled ale, curdled cream, roasted apples and eggs. Mm. Yum. <laughs> they used to like battle with their wits with poetry for this shit. <laughs> I it's like curdled cream. No. And those who partook in sharing a huge bowl of this boozy mixture were wassailing. Oh. So you're just getting pissed as wassailing. Oh. <laughs> I really don't know what to say to It's this. so confusing. I don't understand. <laughs> the term evolved to describe the custom of begging for booze around Christmas. So it is literally Christmas... Trick or treating, except like the costumes is this horse. (laughs) You can sing at the door as well, can't you? Yeah, with poetry or song. Yeah, like you have you have to like battle it out. And then whoever, like, so if you as the household give in, then they've got free rangers to come into your house and take your food and drink. Yeah. So do we know anyone who's done this or who has? No, it's uh, um. They do uh, do it in Lantrisan, and they do it in St. Fagans, like you said. Yeah. Um. So if you want to experience Mary Lloyd, you can go to St. Fagans, mm-hmm. and um, they do it around Christmas time. I think they do it. I think every weekend up until Christmas, oh. like they have that little like celebration going on. But oh. it is very strange. It is very. Mm-hmm. I feel, like, I feel, I feel like, like I'm. It's pagan, man. It's pagan. They were taking. They were eating a lot of mushrooms. Yeah. That's like. <laughs> Though, like the size of that horse's skull, man, it's huge. It's big. Yeah. How big would the stick have to be to hold it? Well, it would be like it would be well over their heads. It'd oh, be like bobbing right. through the air. Like, Show her an example, because I don't th- think she's struggling to visualize what. I, I really am. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that comes to your door. Google it now and look at the picture with us. That comes to your door. <laughs> And has to, and you have to like tell it a really good poem, or it's gonna come in and drink all your wine. I think I'd fucking lie there. I'd be like, <laughs> take what you want, <laughs> just just leave. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, the term evolved to describe the custom of begging for booze around Christmas, a time when poor merrymakers expected generosities that would usually be denied, being people being more charitable around Christmas, pretty much. They'd arrive on the doorsteps of wealthier neighbours and ask to drink from their wassailing bowl or have their own bowl filled. Modern Welsh wassailing isn't class-based, but the end goal remains the same. Wassailers earn an invitation to come in by pouring themselves through back-and-forth rhyming battle with the residents. Once inside, it's traditional cakes and ale all round. Wassail. And that's the, like, exclamation. Wassail. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm at a loss. That's what I say. The the origins. Origins? The origins of it is just like, we don't know. Mm. Like, it it just (laughs) is. Like, it just is. Yeah. I'm surprised I've never heard of it. But I'm sure, right? Do you remember um, that Portuguese restaurant in Cardiff? Because they used to come out with, like, a horse skull thing, like, for your birthday. What restaurant were you going to? I don't know. It was a Portuguese <laughs> restaurant in um, Cardiff Centre. In Cardiff Centre, and it was like I can't remember the name of it, but um, yeah, and I'm sure they used to, so that might be Portuguese as well. Well, 
Um, so in Guatemala, they have a thing where they burn devils. Um, so in order to rid houses of bad spirits for the new year, Guatemalans do a full clean of their house in December. All the dirt and the dust is gathered from every home and each neighbourhood creates a large pile. Then a devil statue is built and placed on top of the offending dude and then burned. And then the bad omen is said to then burn away as the devil burns. And that's their tradition mm. over Christmas. That's cute. Yeah. yeah. Well, they do that at Christmas and New Year time. Yeah. Um, South Africa's got a really weird one. This is really morbid. Um, don't eat Santa's cookies is the name. Uh, to keep kids from nibbling on Santa's cookies, parents would tell children a story of a boy named Danny who ate all of Santa's cookies and really angered his grandmother. So in a rage, she killed him and now their ghost haunt houses during Christmas. And don't that's, eat the cookies. Yeah, you don't eat the cookies because oh they're going to come get you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Like, we all want our kids to behave around Christmas, but Jesus. <laughs> um, Greenland have a really odd tradition. Not odd, it's just, I wouldn't. Um, this is called raw whale and stuffed seal. So Greenland have a few unusual holiday menu items. Uh, matak is a raw whale skin served with a side of blubber. Mm. Delicious. Another Christmas treat is caviar, I think. And it's a bird stuffed into steel skin, left to ferment for half a year. Ew. 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 Would you not want to try those delicacies? No. No? Well, in all fairness, Greenland is, like, frozen, isn't it? Mm. So, like, that's all they got. Like, (laughs) they haven't got turkey crumbs. Like, that's... (laughs) Um, In Sweden, they will burn... They call the burning goats. So every year, villagers of the small town of Gavr... I think I said that right. Build a 40-foot straw goat as part of the Yuletime traditions. And every year since the tradition began in 1966, the locals have succeeded in destroying it. So they either burn it down, hit it with a car, or almost stealing it with a helicopter. <laughs> almost stealing? What? Yeah, hit they... it with a car? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the aim is that they build it and they have to really destructively Get rid of tear it, like... it down. Does the burning not do anything? <laughs> Well, it's built out of hay, so I would assume, yeah. Yeah, why would you need to hit it with your car? It's a bit of fun. Why would... A helicopter, like... <laughs> yeah. okay, I know, a helicopter. Um, in Norway, I love this one. So this is hide your brooms. So Norwegians must put away their brooms on Christmas Eve, as legend has it that the evil witches may come for you and steal your brooms. Aww. <laughs> That's adorable. <laughs> That's you so come cute. down and be like, she had my fucking broom again. <laughs> Another good. trip to Ikea. <laughs> um, Iceland. This is a really odd one. So this is Fear the Yule Cat. Children who don't receive new clothes by Christmas Eve will be devoured by a mythical monster. So it comes from Icelandic folklore known as the Yule Cat. And what the Yule Cat is, it's a large, angry feline um and it is it lurks in the shadows the strange tradition comes from farmers who use the myth as an incentive for their workers to finish processing the autumn wool before christmas those who took part would be rewarded with new clothes but those who didn't would get nothing thus being preyed on by the monstrous cat wow Mm. why a cat i don't know in iceland 
That's true. Meow. Um, in the Ukraine, they have a spooky tree for Christmas. Oh. So if you find yourself in Ukraine around the holidays, you may be wondering whether it's Christmas or Halloween. Trees here are decorated with artificial spider webs and decorative spiders, and the unusual tradition is a nod to the tale of where a mythical spider wove a web around a plain tree of a poor family. And when the family came out in the morning, the white strands of the web turned into precious metals and the family then became rich. So they celebrate that tradition so that it's a sign of prosperity for the next year to come. Oh, yeah. That's really cute. I like that one. It's very... Very cute. (laughs) And then the last one, Italy. And this one is Don't Fear the Witch. So Italians aren't looking for a jolly old man in a red suit. They don't really have Santa too much out there. Instead, they look for Bifania, which is a friendly witch who brings toys and candies to all good children. Oh, see, I'm finally getting recognition. (laughs) (laughs) I like them, though. I like doing the different little cultural things. Even though they probably don't... It's not like you're going to go... horses skulls around on sticks. (laughs) Yeah, it's not quite Mary Lloyd's... (laughs) But I don't think it's like you go over to the Ukraine and everyone celebrates the webbing of the tree. I think yeah, it may be no. like certain like towns. It's probably and... like a town. It's probably like this Mary Lloyd. Yeah, yeah. Mary Lloyd, where it's like, it is only done in like tiny villages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, yeah. you know, have pagan statues in their centres. Like, yeah. That's what ours is. So. Yeah, I think like for us, Lantrisen is a is a really common place to celebrate old traditions. They they really yeah, like to keep that. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Well it is the oldest, isn't it? Is it? I don't actually know. You went on the tour. Oh. That was <laughs> that was over six Was it ago. the oldest what? It's what? one of the Town oldest towns developments in Wales, like mm. well yeah it is they I think they're old. able to date people being there like Thousands of years ago. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Because I never knew there was a castle up there. There is. Yeah. It's like a turret, but it's yeah. 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 You know the the myth behind the turret up there. No, I, I yeah. did. I can't probably. Can't remember, remember it. it. So the turret leans. All right. And it's said that the day that the turret falls is when the dead of the fallen men who died on the ground will come back to life. Oh. Oh my God. Hmm. That's cool. Well, it's not cool. <laughs> it's spooky. Yeah, it's spooky. Very spooky. Mm-hmm. Very spooky. So yeah, but um, have you heard of the of Krampus I've talking about other countries? Seen have you seen the film? Yeah, I've, I've seen, seen the, the film. film. Did you like love it? Yeah, I loved I it. I can't remember it very well. It was amazing. I loved it. Me and Scott, when it guessed at December, we just literally watched loads of Christmas films. That's all we watch right now. So we watch Krampus every day. <laughs> I watched it for the first time, like, like week before last, and I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. But if you don't know, Krampus is a Central European popular legend, a half-goat, half-demon monster that punishes misbehaving children at Christmas time. He is the devilish companion of St. Nicholas. Krampus is believed to have originated in Germany, and his name derives from the German word Krampen, which means claw. Uh, Krampus was thought to have been part of pagan rituals for the winter solstice. 
According to legend, he is the son of Hel, the Norse god of the underworld. There's a lot of Norse. Mm. And like, you know. And in the film, wasn't it? It was like the mother was burning the Yule log Mm -hmm. to like stop him from coming down the chimney. So like, yeah. Um, He was the son of Hel, the Norse god of the underworld. With with the spread of Christianity, Krampus became associated with Christmas, despite the efforts of the Catholic Church to ban him. The creature and Saint Nicholas are said to arrive on the evening of December 5th, Krampusnacht, which means Krampus night, mm-hmm. um, while Saint Nicholas rewards nice children by leaving presents, Krampus beats those who are naughty with branches and sticks. In some cases, he is said to eat them or take them to hell. On September, on December 6th, St. Nicholas Day, children awake to find their gifts or to nurse their injuries. Oh. <laughs> but there is a little tradition as well where, like, the kids leave their shoes outside. And, like, if you get a present in your shoe, you've been good. If you get, like, a stick in your shoe, then you've got to, like, hit Lots yourself with guys. it. <laughs> It, well, it's a stocking, isn't it? Kind of. Yeah. yeah. It's a stocking. Yeah, because obviously if we've been naughty or nice, you get a lump of coal. Yeah, a lump of coal. Or get a present. Wow. A tangerine. Do you guys have tangerines in your yeah, stockings? No. You can't have a tangerine. No. No? I'm or a, like a handful of Quality Street. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I always used to have chocolate coins in mm. my room. Always chocolate coins. Talking of. Naughty people. Ew. How do you link that to me? <laughs> Naughty people. Naughty people. Someone's going to get beaten with some stories. It is time. <sighs> Where's the stick? <laughs> it is time. Hello. Do you want to play a game? The house demon. <laughs> Bailey growled at the evil house demon, lying on his back in his usual spot plotting his next act of mischief in the volatile household. Not that much effort was needed to make the family erect, with the baby in its terrible two stage and both parents, Jaylee and Elliot, desperately trying to work at home while keeping up with the chores. Everything was always teetering at the edge. The house demon only needed to give a little nudge every now and then, a misplaced item here and there, a chore going undone, and a merry hour of all three of hell bound to break loose. Bailey did his best to control the demon. He tried to control the damage, but he was the only one who could see the demon. He barked and tried to show the unplugged fridge to Elliot, or lead Jaylee to a lost keys, but it was like they enjoyed being frantic. And what was worse, these pranks were no longer satisfying to the demon. It was not enough to shut down Elliot's laptop, causing the loss of hours of work or making the baby smush of mother's favourite lipstick on the sparkling, full floor, causing a breakdown. Bailey caught him watching the baby, thoughtfully as she toddled around, and he knew that he was plotting something nasty. In desperation, Bailey devoted himself to watch the demon. Elliot and Jaylee could barely drag him away from his spot, even for walkies, unless the baby was coming too. They joked about Bailey's obsession with the baby, his relentless watching over her in that empty spot in the living room. But what could they do? They were only human after all. Unable to get at the baby, the demon escalated his pranks against the adults. He left cabinet doors open so that Elliot bashed his head against them. He yelled at Jaylee and almost hit her. 
He dragged Elliot's shoes and left him lying at the top of the stairs so that Jaylee tripped over them, almost falling down. She jokingly accused Elliot of trying to kill her. Elliot jokingly accused her of just being mad. The demon hardly got any pleasure from their kerfuffle as he was plotting furiously to destroy the baby. The only one, only obvious to his pranks, was all about the baby. Then one day, the demon had his chance. Elliot and Jaylee had a fight, and Elliot stormed off for a walk to clear his head and drag Bailey with him. Jaylee sat down crying on the couch and the baby was toddling about. The demon grinned. Perfect moment to kill the baby and frame Jaylee for it. He drew all of his power together and surrounded her. He summoned a kitchen knife. Just before he struck, Bailey came back, bounding in. Elliot had decided to return, thinking of more things he needed to say to her, and Bailey kept whining to go back. Elliot didn't say anything. The couple just watched in horror, as Bailey ran to protect the baby, protect from the knife that was directing towards her heart, and Bailey was stabbed repeatedly while guarding the baby and the demon flickered into view, and at last they saw and they understood. Mm. That was brutal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty brutal. <laughs> wow. Mine is like so vanilla after that. No. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I've signed myself up for this shit. Oh. That was off Reddit, by the way. Um, and I just changed the names in there. Um, and that was by. Uh, uh, posted by oh Christ, eloquent Ursula. So thank you, eloquent yeah. Ursula. That was excellent. Thank you. Yeah. What is wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this started all of a sudden, out of nowhere. Bailey had always been wary of the baby, but never like this. She was three now and I thought he was getting used to her. He would even let her sit next to him a few times. They would even play together. Now he just growls and snarls, completely out of character for him. It's not just Bailey. All animals seem to be scared or on guard when my daughter is around. Cats won't even come in the garden anymore, and the birds flee the trees every time she comes outside. We had to send Bailey away to live with my grandmother, since he won't stop barking at her now. I thought it had been just a temporary stage of getting to know a fast-growing person in the household. She was older now, maybe he just didn't like that she could run after him now, or that she wanted to play with him more. He is an old boy, he just wants to relax. He had to go. The way he growled whenever she was in the room indicated that he was preparing for a violent attack. Something I never thought I would say about Bailey. The abandonment he must have felt when I handed the leash to my grandmother. My heart completely broke when he kept looking back at me with his big questioning eyes as they walked inside. My grandmother promised to update me and send pictures and videos of Bailey, but that did not deter my sadness that wrecked my chest. I allowed myself to mourn when I got back to the car. The tears came in floods when I thought about how Bailey gave us years of unconditional love only for me to repay him like this. I came home and was greeted by heavy silence when I was so used to hearing paws tapping on the floor. Empty wouldn't even begin to describe it. The first night without Bailey, the howling started. 
neighbourhood dogs would jump their garden gates just to come and growl at our house. Echo after echo covered our home like an unwelcome shroud. The canine tones varied from angry bark to petrified whines. It's as if they were begging us to leave. I stayed up all night. I couldn't sleep like this. What the hell was happening to us? I tried to focus on anything else, and all I could do was stare at the ceiling until the sun came up. Only then the dogs would eventually give up and leave. Walks around the neighbourhood were never easy. The cats and dogs vocalised their displeasure, but always kept their distance. We would pass the house of an old lady, a long-time client of mine. She would go to give us a look of distaste as her dog yapped away at my daughter. Smoke would escape her lips as she sat on the doorstep while I gave my best apologetic smile and a tiny wave in the hopes of breaking the tense atmosphere, but the scowl on her face seemed permanent. One morning not long, not long after, the same lady called and asked if I could come and do her hair today. It was an emergency. A hair emergency, I thought. She always had a flair for the dramatics. I decided to entertain the old woman and rushed over with my daughter. I approached the front door. It was open ajar. I saw one hand grasping the door and one eye poking around to examine us. She got more and more skittish as we came closer to the door. I darted in from me to my daughter, widening at my daughter. Maybe she was annoyed that we had made her dog bark all the time? I'm so sorry for the noises that we cause. I just don't know why animals suddenly don't like my daughter. Exasperation laced my voice as I felt the familiar, confusing thoughts swim in my mind. The old lady cracked the door open a little more, still completely protected by the door. It's not your daughter they don't like. My eyes followed her wrinkled hand as it landed on the cross of her rosary that hanged on her neck as she continued with, It's the thing that's following her. That was a fucking mouthful. And it seems like fuck all compared to you with stabby dog story. <laughs> oh. <laughs> they're actually both, yeah. They're both. What's wrong with this? I don't know. I don't know what's wrong right. with me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Spooky Tag is going to fucking far, man. <laughs> I didn't like mine. Yeah, this is the this is the torn bit. I think violent factor you would have won, but I think spook spooky factor. factor yeah. I think Lauren had that. I think yeah, because it was I wasn't expecting the end. No, mm. I wasn't expecting that to be honest. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, I think. Oh, did I say? Yeah, Lauren. 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 Lauren I think Lauren, Lauren is the winner. <laughs> I don't Lauren's know. the winner. Woo! So Steph, you're fucking it again. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, but what are you going to do now? You've already done enough, so... Oh, we can go further. Oh, really? Don't you worry. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, violence-wise, I think yours friggin' won. <laughs> I just, when I read it earlier, because of all the creepy things that happened to you and Elle, I was like, oh, maybe there is something playing with them. Maybe there's a house demon. Throwing her a note at you. Don't live life like on the edge, do we? <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> Were you like, <laughs> what, what was the line? I can't remember what the line was. Oh, do they like living frantically? Or yeah, something? I was like, like, oh my god, roast! <laughs> 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 there was a line 
I cut out of it because I thought, oh, it's going too far. But it was like the baby in that was called like Navia or something. And they were like the little brat. And I was like, oh, I can't take that. I love the baby. Because <laughs> like, she's not. <laughs> uh, no, that's where I drew the line. But... What, calling the daughter a brat? <laughs> but not kill oh, my dog. We'll stab the dog. That's the dog fine. saved the baby. He <laughs> sacrificed himself. Yeah, um, yeah, they were both very, very, very good. Yeah. Oh well, till next time then. Yeah, Merry Christmas. I don't I think we'll be back until after yes. Christmas. Merry, 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 merry. And Christmas. I don't know. I'm convinced we're going into another lockdown, mm-hmm. so it may be a bit of a longer wait unless yeah. we. We can barely set this up, so a Zoom one oh is it's just not going to happen. No, <laughs> it's just not going to no. happen. No, so we'll we'll find out. We'll just, just actually maybe we should send you home with your microphone and uh, one of the other ones for you. Yeah, could do see. like a yeah, could do something. Different. Yeah, I, I it may not happen, but no, I'm convinced. Yeah, it's mm. very likely. We'll work it out though. If yeah, not, if not Merry Christmas. Nadolly Yeah, stay spooky. If we don't see you before the end of 2021, we hope you have a better year in 2022. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe um, if we are not in a lockdown after 2021, um, we do some New Year's traditions. Mm. Yeah. New Year's traditions. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I've just had a bang and thought for that already, so... Ooh. Yeah. Okay. I'm up for that. Okay. Nice. Okay. Well, bye, guys. Merry Christmas. Bye. bye.